No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. And good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. It's always been 8 p.m. It always will be 8 p.m. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, ladies and gentlemen... Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub. Gypsy of Diamonds, the 12-month sub streak. Wow. We've... I want, you, I want you in the audience to give yourselves a round of applause. We have managed to keep uh, an audience member for 12 months. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. How about that? One down, one million to go. That's the way we've got to look at these things. Got to be positive. Got to be positive in these dark times, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Hope you had a lovely couple of days because I certainly did. We've got so much to get through. So much to get through. Um, Just a little bit of a forecast, though. Tonight, we are going to have to cover Toddles. Remember our favourite presidential candidate of the 2020 election? That's right. Toddles is back. I was tagged in a thread created by the lovely Kitty B. And because, you know, we Toddles has a special place in our hearts here on this show. Uh, we wish only the best for Toddles. We want to see him succeed. We want to see him do well. We've seen him at home. We've seen him cooking. We've seen him at the workplace. Remember that day? Remember that afternoon? Oh, wasn't that wonderful? Wasn't that wonderful? Where the, uh, the African-American, you know, fellow employees of Toddles were asking him to regale them with a story of when he acted tough once at a party. And they were laughing and filming him and saying, fucking look at his nigger. Look at his fucking whack nigger here. <laughs> and then what happened, Todd? Then what happened? Did you step up to him? You step up to his ass, motherfucker? Did you do that, Todd? You tell him what happened. What'd you say to him, motherfucker? And Todd is loving, you know, loving telling the story. As you would. You would be proud of a story of when you pretended to be tough at a party. That'd be very cool. So... <laughs> We do have to cover, but I can't open the show with Toddles. I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't do it to you. I can't. You know, I like to start on a positive note when I can. So it is Friday as well. You know, I want to kind of ease you into the weekend we like to do here on the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you for joining us. So on a lighter note, um, DMX passed away, unfortunately. That's, that's not the lighter note. That's not meant to be the lighter note. Why can't I bring up my... Hang on a minute here. It's been very disrupted um, this morning. Just to let you in, we'll go. We'll we'll open the kimono full stretch here. So at the moment, I'm kind of, you know, I've been sick for the last few weeks, and I'm I'm just starting to get over it. It's still in my voice though, and it's going to be around for a while. Um, about three or four days ago, I just started getting this permanent migraine, which is like behind one of my eyes but I actually think it's coming from a tooth. So um, at the moment, I'm full of painkillers 
and alcohol, just trying to, you know, numb the pain, basically. So, but then this morning, like, PC-wise, so a different profile, because I did the starting block last night with Greeno, dlive.tv slash the starting block. Uh, a different profile was loaded into my, like, streaming software. Um, for, for some reason, one of my audio devices, one of its channels, it, like, I've lost a stereo channel. So now I'm having to do the show in mono with mono. Um, so if let me know if it sounds a bit weird or something in the chat because I don't know unless I listen back to it. Um, so I've got a feeling it's going to sound a little bit different and I, I couldn't figure out why that wasn't working. So it's just been one of those one of those mornings, one of those days. And then, of course, we've got toddles to cover. So it should get even better, obviously. All right, here we go. We've got our stuff. So <laughs> uh, DMX passed away. Now, I don't, I don't, I mean, this may come as a shock to you. Apparently, I'm not at the forefront of like rap and hip hop culture. I know it's weird, right? You would have thought you would have thought a guy like me would be all over, you know, hip hop news and <laughs> artists and labels and stories. I, you know, obviously, you would assume that a guy like me would be into that whole subculture and shit, but I'm not. I, I do like hip hop, but I like white people hip hop. So I like, you know, Cypress Hill, Beastie Boys. Um, I like Redman. That's maybe a bit more, isn't it? <laughs> I like Redman. Method Man's fucking good. I've got a couple of Method Man albums. Um, what else is there? What's, you know, just the ones that are acceptable for white people to listen to. That's kind of, I like, I like Ghetto Boys. They're good. Other than that, I can't, Buster Rhymes. I liked Buster Rhymes growing up. So you can see my, my hip hop, you know, what I like in the hip-hop realm is pretty much limited to the stuff that white people like. I don't know anything outside. So I don't know DMX. I couldn't, like, I've, I've heard of him, obviously, but I always get him confused with Exhibit. So when they announced that DMX had died, I thought they were talking about the Pimp My Ride guy. <laughs> the guy who's on all the memes. Yo, bro, I heard you like memes, so we made a meme about your meme, you know? I thought it was him, but luckily it wasn't. Winning TV with a diamond. Well, being a Nazi this week, it's to be expected. Don't worry, I've got a lot of fun race stuff to get into, which should be engrossing and engaging, and we'll all learn something from it, I'm sure. Uh, so much to power through. So let's just go to let's go to the clips. Uh, so DMX passed away. I, I couldn't tell you any of his songs, whatever. But uh, somebody shared this clip out, and it's been getting a lot of views. And to be fair, now I kind of wish I had have known DMX. This is from Woodstock in 1999, and the clip is uh, comes with the text, pardon me, DMX getting mostly white Woodstock audience, 1999, 19-fucking-99, how good is that shit? To repeatedly shout the N-word. So let's have a look. Come on, come on, yeah. come on, my, some nigga that you don't want to die. My nigga. Some nigga that's really doing die. My nigga. But how you call was ready to cry? If you were born after 1999, you've probably heard a lot about white supremacist rallies, but you've probably never seen a group of what looks to be, I'm going to call it around, it's got to be 50, 60,000 people at least in this area. So you've probably never seen 50, 60,000 white people chanting my nigger either, have you? <laughs> you've never seen that. 
Of course, this was not a white supremacist rally. Uh, Jim, cancel the entire crowd. Shut it down. <laughs> this is not a white supremacist rally. I, how many times have I said on this show, right, that Americans don't really believe me? If you're an Australian, I know uh, Foggy is an Aussie. Uh, Amanda, who is around, she's she's an Aussie. Uh, Mob Tech is an Aussie as well. Outside of those three people, I don't think anyone else believed me when I say um, you you would be amazed of the amount of white Australian kids you see walking around with like, you know, American NBA shirts and shit saying, what's up, nigger? Like, I swear to God, it's a, it's a very common thing. So that's why, you know, I, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm honestly not. I'm not that kind of a person. I'm pretty easygoing like that. But that's why on this show, like, there's never been this real sort of sacrosanct um, attitude toward, you know, the N-word. I think calling it the N-word is silly. It's childish. Because everyone's got their own experience. And in this in this country, the experience was, you know, white kids going up, like, fist-pumping each other. Sup, nigga? You know, like, <laughs> unironically. Because that's the music they were, listen- they were listening to DMX and fucking Cypress Hill, playing basketball a lot, watching NBA... You know, it just doesn't have the same cultural relevance. Now, recently, people have tried to get it on the same level, so it does have the same cultural relevance, but it it doesn't. It never will. Filipino kids in this country say, what's up, my nigger? You know, it's just, it's just there. You can't, you can't raise a whole generation um, with them listening to rappers and hip hop artists saying nigger all the time. Um, the word being used in movies, fucking Eddie Murphy. We grew up with Eddie fucking Murphy, for fuck's sake. So you can't have a whole generation grow up with like the very liberal use of this word and then, you know, halfway through their adult lives, turn around to them and say, oh, by the way, no one's allowed to say it now because it's awful. <laughs> you know, it's it's silly. It's like, oh, now we go, oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. You, you can't. It's already become an accepted phrase. And so when you try to turn it into this mystical thing, like, uh, you know, it's like something that should be in an Indiana Jones movie where you have to sneak through this ancient crypt with spider webs all over the place, go through booby traps and touch the sacred stone so you're allowed to say this fucking word. But then outside the cave, everyone's like, what the fuck is that nigger doing in the cave? <laughs> Get that nigger out of the cave right now, you know? So it's just dumb. Anyway, there you have it. DMX, back in 1999, ladies and gentlemen. Some niggas that you don't want to try. Some niggas that's really do it die. But how you call was ready to cry? Nice. It's got a good bounce to it. I'm not going to deny it. Like I say, I just don't know DMX. I never really listened to it. Now, some, now, underneath, I always like to, you know, review replies on Twitter because this is where the dumbest of people expose themselves. And you want to be there with your big net. <laughs> you want to be there with your big net and your safari hat to scoop them up when you get the opportunity. So I was looking through the replies to this because I thought there's got to be somebody out there who's outraged. You know what I mean? There, there will have to be somebody in the Twitter world who, after seeing this clip, will like engaged in. They'll they'll tear themselves apart trying to figure out whether it's okay or not. And I want to be there to to map that commentary. You know, this is going to come in handy when these people are our prison guards in the gulag. You want to understand how they think now while they're in the wild, while they're roaming free, right? 
Because once they start getting orders, you want to be able to tap into that psychology so you can avoid their ire. I think it's. I think this is worthwhile. I think this is research. We should actually be a science podcast. This is very scientific. So, underneath that tweet, Ma nigga, somebody posted um, this clip. Kendrick Lamar, who I again I have no idea who Kendrick Kendrick Lamar is. Apparently, somebody who does music. Kendrick Lamar stops uh, white fan from rapping the N-word. So here you have DMX, like, getting at least 60,000 white people to chant the N-word <laughs> in unison. And here you have the opposite end of the scale, which is this Kendrick Lamar guy who stops somebody from saying the N-word because they're white. Let's have a look at this. I told you every time. It's not my kind of music. Okay, she's going for it, big white girl. Oh. So you could clearly hear her, right? My nigga. And he's he stopped the fucking show. Oh, this guy. This fucking guy. I'd never seen this clip before. What is this? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Am I not cool enough for you? Wait. She's 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 like in the she's in the moment. She's fine. She's like, what? Am I not cool enough for you? What's going on? Fucking good honor. You don't you don't get up on stage unless you're invited up or at least allowed to stay by the band performing. Like I've played um a, a bunch of gigs and rarely has anybody jumped up on stage while we've been playing. But if they have, they just jump up and then just jump straight off back into the crowd again anyway. You know, so they don't try to hang around up there. If they hang around up there and they, they're fine, then you don't care. But if they get in the way and stuff and start knocking shit over because they're too drunk or something, then you're like, fuck off, mate. But you, generally, you, you wouldn't be allowed up on stage at something like, look at all these fucking people here. Um, you wouldn't be allowed up on stage unless he wanted you there. So this is already starting to make me go, mm. What? Rules? Rules? Oh, we're going to go. Let's go to a hip-hop show and get lectured about the rules. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the rules. Like, fucking hell. See, <laughs> imagine being at a gig, right? Imagine being at this fucking gig. And everybody's fucking getting loose. Everybody's having a good time. The lights are going, the smoke machines, the music's fucking loud, right? People are fucking drinking, smoking, dropping, whatever. Everybody's just in the groove, in the moment. And then he interrupts. It's like a fucking cartoon. He interrupts halfway through a song. He's like, um, I, look, I think we need to sit down and have a discussion about the rules. What the fuck is this? I would walk out. I would walk out and say, who the fuck is this guy? A few years ago, um, what's the band who did the song One-Armed Scissor? Get away! 
Remember them? I forget their name. They had like big afros. They were white dudes who wore skinny jeans and thought they were fucking amazing. Thought they were God's gift to rock. Really arrogant, I remember. Does anyone remember the name of that band? Anyway, they were playing in Australia at um, Big Day Out. And Australian fans are known, like this, I'm not being biased. Australian fans are known by bands who travel here. Mars Volta, thank you, Foggy in the chat. Australian bands are known, uh, Australians are known crowd-wise for bands that travel here for being like the most off their head, right? Going the most crazy. So like punch-ups in the fucking mosh pit, people get dragged out, there's fucking ambulances, everything. They, and they love that shit. They're like, no, you guys go fucking nuts. So it's always, it's like, a, it's like, a, um, what do you say? It's it's like a reward for the band. You know what I mean? Like they get more encouraged and the, the fans go fucking harder. So they love that shit. But anyway, Mars Volta came out here and fans were fucking stage diving and body surfing and start like crowd surfing, everything like going nuts. They stopped the show at Big Day Out and started abusing the fans for going too crazy. For going too crazy. They're like, oh, what? You see people crowd surfing? You're a sheep. Bah, bah. And I remember at the time, the whole crowd was like basically fucking booing them and fuck off then, you know? Like, <laughs> Imagine abusing your crowd because they're having too much fun. What the fuck is wrong with this? What is this mentality? Oh, people are out there having way too much fun. I better put a stop to it. Fucking what is wrong with you, mate? That's why they have security. Let security fucking deal with it. You can be the hero. You're supposed to go up there and go, go fucking nuts. You know, you're supposed to rev them up as much as possible. Uh, I wish, uh, excuse me, can everybody please calm down so we can have a discussion about the rules? I don't know who Kendrick Lamar is, but I already fucking don't like him. So, the rules a little bit. Well, it's just really cool, bro. You have to work. You got to bleep one single word, no. though. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do it? Yeah, you did it. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay, he's not being a total dick about it. I mean, it's a dick thing to do. It's a dick move to bring somebody up on stage to have them sing a song with nigger in it and then say that and tell them then they, they, they can't say that word. That's retarded. But anyway, putting that to one side, he was kind of like, okay, okay, you just got to censor one word. So he was trying to play along with it. But after you stop the show for something like that, then it's kind of fucked. So here's the replies, right? (laughs) A great name on Twitter, Feast Injection. (laughs) Feast Injection said, that was such a shitty thing of him. And now the Feast Injection got a reply to that. And this is where, like, my ears pricked up. This is when I got a smile. This is when I knew we've got one. We've, we've fucking got one. One of them have unearthed themselves. One of them have emerged from the woods to be to be caught in our net, you see. Somebody of outrageous ideology. Listen to this. So this person says that was a shitty thing of him to do, which is true. Now, this person replies, I don't see how it was shitty of him She knew better. (laughs) She knew better. So what? She knew better than... She knew better than whom? She knew better than the guy who was running the show? (laughs) She should know better. So she should be above it, right? Look at the fucking arrogance of these people, right? She... 
Because she's white, she should be more intelligent than the black man who invited her on stage to sing certain lyrics. Right? She's supposed to know better. He's obviously a savage, you know. It's up to her. It's up to her to decide what's right and wrong for him. Okay, so that's one aspect. Now listen to this. It gets this is this is why I try to explain there's no point arguing on Twitter. These people are twisted into a knot. Their brains look like pretzels made out of custard, right? Just a little bit burnt custard, so it just holds a pretzel-like shape. But if you prick it with a sewing needle, it would explode all over the tray in a hot mess. That's their brain. So they get replied to, oh, I don't see how it was shitty of him. <laughs> she should know better, because obviously because she's a white woman. Uh, Sprutnik replied, he invited her to sing a song of his where he put the word in it. Laugh out loud. Like, it's pretty fucking obvious, right? To which this gets a reply. Okay, I don't see why that automatically gives her the pass to say the word. That's like if your parents let you sing along to a song with fuck in it. You know you're not to say fuck around your parents. If you do it anyways, that's on you. (laughs) So this person simultaneously believes that if a white girl gets invited up on stage by a black rapper to sing one of the black rapper's songs, that she should know better than the black rapper and not say nigger if it's in the words of the song because she should know better. So this person simultaneously believes that and also sees the relationship that they have with black people as akin to a parent with a toddler and they're the toddler. Oh, no, no. She should know better. You know, it's like it's just like if your parents sing along to a song with the F word in it. Listen to these people. They are infantilized. The N word, the F word. So, wait. So this strange black rapper that you've never met in your life, you, you look at them like a fucking parent? Like, they're allowed to say naughty words, but you're not because you're a fucking baby? What is wrong with people? What is wrong with people, mate? No, she should know better. So she needs to be the adult in the room who should know better, but at the same time be the baby who needs to figure out whether or not whether or not they're allowed to sing along with mummy and daddy's naughty songs. <laughs> we are in a state, aren't we? <laughs> Utterly fucking fantastic. All right. Let's get into it. You can tell my voice is starting to give way already. Two shows, two nights. And like I did a show last night, Starting Block with Greeno. And then woke up this morning. I'm doing this show today. Uh, man, I just wish I could get past the throat shit. It really annoys me sounding all croaky. and blah. Anyway, uh, I guess it's not going to sound as bad as this person, though. Perhaps. Let's have a look. So fucking done with this world. I'm so tired of it. I'm yep. so fucking tired of this selfish, idiotic behavior. Yep. I have one, two, I have three fucking inhalers. Three. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough, isn't it? Three whole inhalers. Wow. You poor thing. <laughs> Frozen Asian in the chat. Dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. Frozen Asian in the chat. She seems stable. Yeah, she's she's doing fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh. 
I'm so sick of these selfish people. Here's my journey. <laughs> Here's my story. I have three fucking inhalers. <laughs> oh, fucking hold the presses. <laughs> Stop the presses. We've got a real, real story of fucking trial and triumph here for you tonight. I mean, she's obviously doing tough. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Yeah. Just in case that these don't work and you have the nerve to tell me that I, you have a doctor's note not to wear this. If any doctor gave you that, it's because you're that fucking weak. You can't wear a piece of cloth. It's because you're weak. <laughs> Interesting take. Uh, just need to gather my thoughts here through. Let me get us right. Just so we're clear. Uh, the person who is <clears throat> sweating profusely, ranting in a car, talking about how bad they have it, how awful it is. You don't understand how, how bad I've got this. I'm so sick of you. I have to have three inhalers. And I have to carry around a breathing machine just in case one of the inhalers doesn't work. And it's your fault because you're weak. Oh. So the, so the people who are walking around without the mask, right? They're, they're conspiracy theorists. They're dangerous. But the people who have a medical exemption to not wear a mask are weak because they're not thinking of protecting the person who needs three inhalers and, in her words, a mobile iron lung. You know, if I'm not a doctor, but if I were, I would say maybe it's probably best for you to stay inside. <laughs> if you need three inhalers to walk around, maybe you shouldn't be walking around. <laughs> maybe you should be just, you know, putting your feet up, taking a load off. Just relax. Uh, and going outside is obviously causing her a lot of stress. And stress is not good for breathing, you know. You're a fucking selfish bitch! Nice. And if your husband does that too in public, I hope you both catch COVID! I'm glad, I'm glad that certain, like, sections of mainstream society are now just only slowly, but we've got a long way to go, let's not get too excited, but are now just only slowly starting to adopt the attitude of when people are like outrageous like this, just no, you know what? We're just going to ignore that person, right? We're, we're going to ignore the shrill screeching uh, people who make demands of us. You know, we're just, we're just not going to treat it seriously. Now that's starting to build, but it's taken way too long and there's a long way to go. <laughs> but you know, this is one of those you know, the, the screaming. The, I, I, I don't know. I guess I've just never been one of these people. I don't understand the way they think. The, the entitlement is just so... It's its everything that they are and every in every which way they see the world, it all comes from a place of entitlement at some level. Fucking me, 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 me. Wear a piece of cloth! You're a fucking selfish bitch! And if your husband <laughs> does that too in public, yeah. I hope you... Yeah. I hope you both understand how serious this is. 
I think they'd be happy to let you go out for a couple of hours a day. I'm not trying to be rude. You're selfish for trying to take me away from them. I can assure you we're not trying to do that, darling. Um, The husband who's disabled, because he can't leave. (laughs) He can't get out of the house. So I think... (laughs) So I think he'd be more than happy for you to, you know, go out and get the groceries from time to time. Just give him a couple of hours of fucking breathing room, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> so don't be selfish, you know, because he can't he can't walk out. It's not his fault. Yes. Gypsy of Diamonds with the diamond. Vantage of Steel is the diamond, Gypsy. She seems nice. Isn't she lovely? Fantastic stuff. All right. Let's get to this. Call it a COVID conundrum. The the numbers have experts scratching their heads. That's not what I expect to hear from the experts. Is that what you expect from the experts, ladies and gentlemen? Wait a minute. The experts don't know what's going on. What the hell are you talking about, sir? What the fuck is this, sir? <laughs> so, I'm, you know, we're going to try and put our, our friend at ease here. Um, let's not be selfish, okay? Let's take some advice on board. We'll try to put our friend's mind at ease here and show her this story, the state of confusion. Call it a COVID conundrum. In states with the strictest measures in the country, like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and much of New England, Uh cases are on the rise. While in the South, states like Arkansas and Texas Uh that have reopened businesses and ripped away mask mandates Uh are seeing their numbers drop. Don't be so selfish. Isn't that isn't that strange? Isn't this funny? What the what is going on here? I don't understand. You know, one of the reasons I like the corporate media is because they never ever lie to me. They always tell me the truth, and they're always going to tell me about these anti-science, science-denying conspiracy theorists and white extremists, white supremacists. I don't know. Let's have let's have a look. Let's let's see what they've got for us. This is from the Today Show, by the way. I'm announcing today that today. Uh, the statewide mask mandate will be lifted. Uh-huh. People and businesses don't need the state telling them how to operate. So what might explain the apparent contradiction? One theory, differences in testing rates. Alabama has experienced one of the biggest dips in reported infections more than 50% in two weeks, but it's also dead last in the U.S. for COVID testing. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do you see what's happening here? Do you see what's happening here? They're they're now at the point where they're trying to tell you that not having an obvious problem is the problem. Do you remember? God, I I go crazy sometimes because, you know, I get stuck in these fucking time loops. My mind jumps back to like a similar story where we were talking about this very thing. And I said, you watch. They're going, the, the fact, the absence of evidence will now be evidence of absence. You know that, that, time-honoured, classic, old fucking rule of, you know, legal ethics, right? Absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, but that is, they're they're literally just doing that now. Well, you know, look, 
the, the, the states that don't have these mask mandates, the numbers are going down. But the reason the numbers are going down is because we haven't investigated enough. So it's it's actually proving we're proving them wrong by saying that we don't have the results. It's that's where we're at now. <laughs> so the states that are run, you know, with our friends on a particular side of the political spectrum, the states who are run by those individuals, no, they're the responsible ones because the numbers are so high. Do you see how there's no winning here? This is Again, twisting people's brains into a pretzel made out of custard. This is locking people in a mind prison. This this, this detachment from logic is like severing somebody's spinal cord and then asking them to get up and walk around the room. Once, once people have given up on basic logic, right, there's no coming back because they will just believe anything. It doesn't have to be grounded in anything sound whatsoever. And they'll do it while pointing the finger in your chest, right? You know, pressing in your chest and saying that they believe the science. That they're right because they follow science. And you'll say to them, yes, but you're using the absence of evidence as a reason to believe this. And I'll say, shut up, you Nazi. (laughs) Shut up, you white supremacist, you conspiracy theorist. You're anti-science. You're a science denier. That's it's it's a mind fuck. It is, and I I don't know how we're coming back from this. I really don't. You know, we're going to watch toddles after. We'll watch toddles in the second hour of the show. We we're going to cover some toddles. That'll make you even more depressed. But I I don't know how you fix this. I don't know how we get back to basic basic agreement on what fucking reality is. That's that's going to be hard enough. Only 56 tests per 100,000 people. Uh That's a fraction of what you'll find in places like Vermont, Massachusetts, and New York, where numbers are surging. How much does... I mean, the other other thing to consider here is if these states are reporting that they're not having any problems, (laughs) right, then, then clearly, then something must be said because there's a difference between COVID cases, right, and COVID illness, they, they'll, they've been telling us for the longest time that most people don't have symptoms, that you can take a test, you don't have symptoms. They'll say, you have COVID. Oh, okay. And you stay home and you, you don't get sick, right? You feel normal. And then you go back. You go back to work. And they're telling us this is the majority of people that don't have symptoms. So if, you, if you're not having any symptoms and, you know, the, the streets aren't filling up with dead people, and you know, your state is reporting that the economy's open. We're not doing like social distancing. We're not regulating mask wearing and stuff like that. And everything's chugging along quite nicely. Doesn't that put it all to bed in some way, shape, or form? <laughs> Scott Vogler, shut up, Q-Todd. <laughs> I don't know. Because I've been asked before, well, what would you do? And I'd say, well, you know, the, the CDC and other people can make recommendations. That's, that's what a doctor's job is, right? A, a doctor can recommend something to you. They can't force you to do anything. That's where your jurisdiction ends. So if I go into the doctor's office and say, look, I'm feeling a bit sick. Can you, can you give me something like this? And the doctor can say, well, I think you should, you know, stop smoking cigarettes, um, eat, lead, eat less red meat, uh, drink less alcohol, and eat healthier. And I can, I have my, it's my right to turn around to the doctor and say, nope, 
fuck you and walk out of there and go to a steakhouse. That's my right. That's, that's inherent human right. But now this is not the case anymore. Now the, you know, health guidelines supersede common law now. Well, we used to have this thing called breaking the law, but no, we've done away with that. Now we have this thing called health guidelines. And whatever the doctors say goes. And, you know, you can be arrested for not saying what the doctor, for not doing what the doctor told you to do. And I don't know how you get back from that. I don't Lack of adequate testing have to do with the numbers that we're seeing right now. Uh When you don't test, you're blind. And when you're not testing, you have a false sense of what the real problem is in your community. Another theory, COVID fatigue. In Michigan, where people are just coming out of lockdown for the first time in months, cases are up more than 100% as demographics shift. What's different in this wave is COVID fatigue? Like, like I said before, man, you can hear it in my voice. I'm still trying to get over an illness that's been lingering now for a few weeks. I've now got this added bonus of having this fucking migraine with, that makes me want to claw my eyes out because it's behind my eyes It's and it's been here for days. Regular painkillers aren't working, so I'm having to take some really souped up, you know, extra wonderful painkillers that you can get. And so I'm a bit out of it. And, you know, like, I, I haven't stopped going to work. I've been to work every fucking day. You know, because I've got a job. To, why don't you take a day off? No, fuck that. I'm still good enough to get up out of bed and go to work. I'm going to work. Fuck them. Like, it's got to be pretty bad for me to not go to work, you know. <laughs> and here we have people who have been working on their lounges, like drinking wine, typing on laptops, patting their cat, you know, getting Uber Eats for a few months. And, oh, these poor people, now they've got to go back to the office. Oh, it's fucking COVID fatigue. It's a real... That'll become a psychological infliction now. Forget all of the real ones. They'll start talking about, well, I used to have... I've become accustomed to being a lady of leisure here in 2020. And now you're asking me to go back to the office. This is this is violating my human rights. Wait, somebody will come up with that. Somebody will say, this is a violation of my rights. How dare you? How dare you take this away from me? Right? Fucking COVID fatigue. Uh, here's a little follow-up story. I'm sure most of you have probably seen this already. Chrissy Mayer, the comedian, tweeted this out. Um, okay, wow, this will get me going back to church again. This guy just alphaed the cops. Also, am strangely turned on. She's very funny, Chrissy Mayer. One of the very rare, uh, very funny female comedians, I think. And... <laughs> So I'm sure most of you have seen this clip, but just in case you haven't, this is a Polish immigrant in Canada kicking the police out of his church because they want to come in and enforce COVID restrictions. Let's have a look. Please get out. Get out of this property immediately. Get Get out out of this property. Get out of this property immediately. (laughs) Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. I'm, I'm friends with a Polish guy. Um born in Poland, came out here when he was very young, but he, he, he thinks in Polish, like his first language is Polish. His second language is English language. And, um, he's probably the most chill guy that I've ever met in my life. Adam J, if you've ever listened to the common discourse podcast, which I'm, you know, co-host on, uh, you've heard him, Adam J, one of the, the most laid back people I've ever, ever met in my life. Never seen him irate, never seen him angry, barely seen him, you know, look like he has a pulse half the time. 
just like hey what's happening you know he's just a real chill dude in saying that i would hate to see him upset i really would because those eastern europeans man they don't fuck around they do not fuck around and i've seen plenty of footage of like say um polish antifa versus the polish right wing if you think like oh the battle of berkeley was some monumental event you should see these people will tear a city apart fighting each other they do not fuck around in europe when it comes to like left and right street skirmishes <laughs> it's it's another level so i wouldn't want to see him angry and now this guy's got the added bonus of being a man of god as well so his anger is righteousness <laughs> the power of god compels you out out, out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant out 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 of this pro the fucking entitlement she's just staring no 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 look and i'm sure you are all the same how many outs do you reckon you would need to be yelled uh, you know, have yelled at you before you just put up your hands and go, okay, I'm going. You know what I mean? For me, it would be probably two. The first time he screams out at me, I'd go, but if you just wait a second and then he goes out, I would go, okay, fucking see you later. I'm out. <laughs> see ya. And like, I would go back to work and say, hey, whoosh, not my problem. I couldn't get in there. I was kicked out. He won't let me in. You fucking deal with it. I'm not. I'm, what do you want me to do? Go to war for you with a church about, you know, people wearing masks in a church or maybe they were singing and singing's not allowed this week because of the restrictions. Give me a fucking break. You know what I mean? That's not my job. If you want to go down, if you want to go kicking down fucking doors of churches and dragging, uh, praying people out of the pews, kicking and screaming onto the street, you take care of that. That's I could never work in one of these jobs. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking do it. The first time he yells at me out, I'd go, okay, see ya. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> immediately out. Immediately they just, go they just out stand and don't come back. There. They just stand there and stare at him. I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out! Out! Out of this property, you Nazis! Out! Out! Gestapo is not allowed here! Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed! Out! Isn't it strange how the people, the immigrants, who have the most direct contact with, say, things like Nazism and communism and whatnot, isn't it strange how they are the ones who have seem to have the most problem with it? Isn't that weird? Don't you think? Don't you think? I mean, it's almost like it's almost like the people who have a very close contact with, you know, these tyrannical ideologies who have in, impacted their life and their family and stuff for generations. It's almost as if they don't want it go through that again isn't it anything that's strange like what's wrong with them you know like surely surely they should be able to see that it'll be different this time 
I mean, it's not going to be the same. And we're not going to do it the same way. I mean, it's going to be better this time. You know, that wasn't even real communism. That, that wasn't even a real Gestapo back then. We're going to have the real Gestapo. Oh, wait, we won't do that. Okay, we'll scratch the Gestapo idea. We'll just stick with the communism. What do you think? Okay. Okay, sounds good. We will have a secret police, though. We've got everybody. You've got to have a secret police. Anybody who's anybody has a secret police. So anyway, he kicked out the um, the officers. They eventually left. Twitter video is going to be a bitch. That's fine. Because we're kind of done with that. You get the idea. So I've got some good news for you, though. I've got an update for you. Um, good news. The COVID criminal has been locked out. RM Ranger in the chat. This man feeds the homeless every Sunday for the last 20 years. Yes, but unfortunately, uh, it turns out that he's a science denier and a dangerous person who's putting people at risk. <laughs> Breaking. Police raid and put up fences around Alberta church that defied lockdown orders. They literally locked up the church. Because it was never it was never going to end with them just walking out, was it? You can't make a fool of the authorities and then expect them to take it, you know, with good graces. That never happens. If you make a fool out of the authorities, this is why they say never sue the police, right? Don't ever sue the police because if you sue the police and you go to court and you make them look stupid, they will spend the rest of your life terrorizing you for it. Right? They'll be looking to get anything on you just so they can have that retribution. So uh, the church, they came back and they locked up the church, believe it or not. Grace Life Church, the Alberta church, which made headlines for defying provincial pandemic, related lockdown orders they they'll use any uh any words they can use to avoid saying laws won't they <laughs> anything to avoid saying breaking the law because that's not true he hasn't broken the law right so you can't write it that would be fake news so instead instead of breaking the law we substitute in defying provincial pandemic related lockdown orders <laughs> for keeping me safe. It's being blocked off by police using roadblocks and fencing to prevent worshippers from reaching the building. So police roadblocks. Police roadblocks have been set up to stop Christians going to somewhere to pray. Oh, this is, this is so much better. I feel so much safer now. Don't you? The church first made headlines last month after their pastor, James Coates, was jailed for violating lockdown orders on March the 5th. He was held for weeks before he was... So he was in jail for weeks as well. <sighs> he was held for weeks before his release on March 22nd, but still faces an upcoming trial. They're going to throw this pastor in prison. <laughs> Kitty B in the chat with a very good point. If only they had a private jet. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And here's here's a little here's a video for you. Uh, who's Sheila Gunn Reed? Who is she? Maybe a reporter or something. Uh, Grace Life is being walled off by two layers of security fencing, and they they put more security around this church than they do at the fucking border. Have a look at this. It looks like a prison now. It looks like a prison. They've put, they've put temporary fencing around, which has barbed wire on the top of it. Uh, it's surrounded by police cars and roadblocks and shit. It, looks, it now looks like a prison. 
You know, one day, one day, everybody's going to have to ask themselves, how much are we willing to to give away? How much? And you know, some sometimes RM Ranger saying she's an honest reporter. Okay, I'll take your word for it because I don't know, and I think you know this story because you were talking about the pastor earlier. So uh, that's fair enough. I've, don't worry, I've got a dishonest reporter coming up for you about this story just after this. But at some point, you have to. People have to ask themselves, how much am I willing to say okay to? How much is good enough? How far is far enough? And the scary part is when you actually think about it. I think, for many, many people out there, we aren't even close to what they would give up. You know, I think that they can be convinced that that you know, bulldozing a church is with, with people inside will be the greater good because otherwise there's a threat of COVID. And I think people would almost, we're almost at a point where people would go, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. <laughs> on, on the topic of this story, Dawn Walton, who works for Canadian TV, CTV Calgary, she, she tweeted this out, Grace Life Church, Finally shuttered by AHS for defying public health orders. Finally. <laughs> we finally got the church shut down, guys. Yay! Thank you for keeping me safe. We finally got it closed down. Well done. Well done. Everybody in the corporate media in Canada, give yourselves a round of applause. Finally. <laughs> we finally got barbed wire fences around that fucking church about time isn't that wonderful ladies and gentlemen <laughs> alright with that I'm going to take a quick five minute break give my voice a little bit of a rest uh, when we return I've got one more I've got one more fantastically frighteningly horrific story for you on the other side and then we will get into some toddles review ladies and gentlemen Sent to us by the great Kitty B. So stick around. You're on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie. See you soon. Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations in suggesting that Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art, not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... 
It's Child Worthington here with Child Money Live, where you can have a chahootenanny of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasource in McCann, where these chickens just be going chuck crazy. It's off the hinge. We even got Karen jumping off of trailers. We got Karens going chuck crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamele Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off Karens to come within six feet of your vicinity, expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence, and the lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time and transition from sleep to awake. Harry the Nazi. <laughs> yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Harry the Nazi. Are you ready for this? Harry says sorry for Nazi costume. Now he's marrying a biracial woman. All is forgiven. <laughs> It's no longer a center of white privilege and <laughs> those evil white, white English people. Prince Harry has apologized for wearing a swastika armband to a friend's fancy dress party. How dare he? You better go out and marry a half black girl right now. <laughs> Harry, you have brought shame upon this house and this institution. You are a disgrace to the crown, and you are an embarrassment to dear old England. I demand that you go to America immediately and find yourself one of these half-caste ladies willing to jump into bed with you. At that moment, we will celebrate it. We will tell all the people that you are no longer a Nazi. You are now reformed. You are progressive, and you are the embodiment and the beacon for future, future relationships. And we, together, we will end racism, Harry. We will end racism. And thank you, Nana. Thank you, Nana. You know, I was planning on having sex with a number of women in America. No, Harry! No, no, no. I just want you to focus on the coloured folks. You know those coloured folks? They have more coloured folks in America than we do over here. So please, Harry, when you're looking for somebody to insert your penis into, make sure she's a little bit tinged. Okay, thank you, darling. Of course, all the tickets are paid for. Very well. Good night, Harry. I look forward to the wedding. <laughs> When you're out on the job, remember your training. You know how to handle this. Don't forget, Smens. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. 
Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right about this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Uh, coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Friday night edition, Daily Boogie Podcast. Absolute pleasure to be with you. Don't forget, follow our friends. Uh, everybody's favourite lover of Frenchwoman, Mersh, will be on later tonight, I suspect. Uh, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy over the weekend at some point, I suspect. Major Tom winning TV tomorrow as well. At Real Person, PLTCS. And uh, anyone else I may have forgotten, of course. So thank you for joining us. Friday night. All right. We are going to get to Toddles. We've got a lot of Toddles to cover. And like I said, I want to save it. Um, I, I couldn't open the show with it. <laughs> it's something you got to work up to both, both mentally and physically to cover Toddles clips one after another. So we are absolutely going to do it. But first, I did want to bring you this one item, which I thought you may appreciate. This was shared with me by Ven, uh, Ben K. Veritas. And yes, apologies for my voice. I would never normally do a show with my voice this bad. Um, but I, I missed like what, four or five shows not long ago cause I was sick and now I, I don't want to miss any more. You know what I mean? So I, I, I do apologize. The voice will come back at some point, but, um, anyway, on the price of fish, this was shared to me, shared with me, pardon me, by Ben K Veritas. And I thought it might be worth a look. I thought you may appreciate this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Australian TV, Australian corporate. This is a breakfast show, by the way. This is what... This is the shit you're supposed to watch when you're having a coffee. Uh, if you're a woman, like doing your hair and stuff, where you have it playing on the TV in the background, one of those kinds of morning shows, right? Um, I've always worked nights, basic. Well, not always, but for the last twenty years or so, I've been working night shift. So I don't see any of this stuff. This is my bedtime. This is when I sleepy by. So you know, fucking, I, don't, I have no idea what goes on in this in this world of television between the hours of like six in the morning and nine in the morning. Don't know anything about it. But apparently this was a story that was on a few days ago and Ben sent me the clip. So thank you very much, Ben. Let's have a little look. Anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists have been slammed for refusing to have the coronavirus vaccine when it becomes available in Australia. (laughs) you, You thought... You thought your you thought your media was upfront and honest about how much they detest you you not going along with everything that they say, right? How about that? That was eight seconds of fucking savagery. That was that was like walking into a monkey enclosure and just having them start tearing shreds off your body. You know, <laughs> it was like being mauled by a school of piranhas. Eight seconds. She got all the words in. Conspiracy theorists. (laughs) One more time. Anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists have been slammed for refusing to have the coronavirus vaccine. They've been slammed. When it becomes available in Australia. While the Prime Minister's accepted, it will be hard. Now, if if, if you're new to this program, I'll just... I'm not explaining myself, but just for the sake of saving stupid questions later on, right? I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not. 
Arnold Nicotina with a diamond. Uh, thank you for the diamond. So what's worse, being a Bogan or being a Darrow? What's worse? N- none of them are particularly bad, so I can't rate it in worse. I think it's better to be a Darrow than a Bogan, if that makes sense. I- I'm not a very Bogan kind of person, but I am a bit Darrow. Definitely. You know, I'll wear tracksuit pants when I walk around outside. Tracksuit pants and, like, plain black hoodie. Because I'm a bit Darrow. With thongs, right? With thongs and a baseball cap. <laughs> so I'm a bit Darrow. But I'm not a Bogan. Bogan's like, yeah, fuck, mate. Yeah, footy. Fucking with me mullet, mate. Yeah, fucking oaf, mate. What do you fucking suck on this, mate? No, I'm definitely not one of them. But I am a bit Darrow. Which is... a. Darrow is basically like redneck blue collar hippie. <laughs> if that makes sense. Winning TV with a diamond, dlive.tv slash winning TV. I am not anti vax and very weary, uh, very leery or very weary, very leery of op warp speed, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, so I'm. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm weary of the, the, the pace of the whole rollout, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you'd have to be mad not to. Before this, the quickest the quickest vaccine turnaround from like concept to product before this was four years, and that wasn't that long ago. Uh, and now we're talking about like twelve to eighteen months. <laughs> a lot, a lot has to go right. A lot has to go right. So of course I'm skeptical of that. Minister of Fun with a diamond. Boogie wears thongs. Pass it on. Yes, I do. Thongs, flip-flops, flip-flops. Not your kinds of thongs. No, no, no. I don't wear thong, like, bikinis. I don't wear thong underwear. I wear no underwear at all, most of the time. But I will wear thongs on my feet. Flip-flops. But I'm not even, I'm not even a big flip-flops kind of a guy. I'm really not. I, would, I normally wear shoes. I normally wear shoes, but I would wear flip-flops. Most of my childhood, I walked around barefoot. I would, I would hardly ever wear shoes or thongs or flip-flops or anything. Probably up until like the age of 14 or 15. So I had a lot of practice walking on very, very hot, um, you know, tarred bitumen roads barefoot. My, I reckon I could not only walk on hot coals, I reckon I could stand there for a good couple of minutes and have a fucking cigarette. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, no, there's no rush. There's no rush. My feet are fucking fine. The calluses on my feet are so thick that it makes me three inches taller. I'm not even joking. I'm not fucking joking. So I've got my I've got my um, indigenous running shoes constantly. Is what we call them in this country. Well, the racist the racist term for them would be coon boots. That's what I've been told. I've been told I have coon boots. I'm like, well, I've never heard that before. And they're like, yeah, you got black people feet. <laughs> that's what I've been told. So, you know. I mean, that's that's probably the most Australian thing about me is the fact that I can walk around barefoot on like really hot road and it doesn't bother me. Walk through bindi fields and shit. Doesn't worry me. Because it's like 15 years worth of walking around barefoot. Can Yeah, broken glass, not a problem. Crunch it under my toes. <laughs> I, now I'm thinking I should do boogie bumper foot fetish you know porn or something as long as I don't have to stroke a penis with my foot are there other things you can do with your feet maybe like stepping into a cheesecake not a cheesecake a pavlova with lots of cream 
cream and sliced strawberries and kiwi fruits. Got to have the kiwi fruits in there. So a nice big daily boogie foot onto the pavlova with the strawberries and cream and kiwi fruit. Yep. Now we're talking. All right. All right. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. See how much money I can make. All right. Uh, <laughs> where were we? To make it mandatory, there right. are increasing calls for there to That's be That's right. Where were we? Uh, back to reality, ladies and gentlemen, where the, the science deniers and the conspiracy theorists deserve to be punished for not willingly lining up and taking the vaccine without asking any questions. Arnold Nicotine with a diamond. Release the feet pics, Boogie. We demand it. I know. It's going to be amazing. Trust me. I have, like, my toes are hooked, by the way, too, because I grew up, I always had shoes that were too small for me. I had size 12 feet when I was 12 years old. <laughs> and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, so I used to, like, go through the fucking shoes uh, growing up as a kid. So my, my, my toes are, like, always permanently, like, they grew in a kind of, like, they're hooked over because I always was wearing shoes that were too small for me. That's a, there's another little behind the scenes. You know what? It's Friday. It's Friday. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I'm in a friendly mood. There's another little story for you. So I can actually perch like a gargoyle atop public buildings at night. I can do that. And isn't that worth the price of admission? Really, when you think about it. You know, if you want to get something, you've got to give something up. So anyway, back to the price of fish. That's right. The conspiracy theorists and the awful people are making life very dangerous for us here in the corporate media. Anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists have been slammed for refusing to have the coronavirus vaccine when it becomes available in Australia. While the Prime Minister's accepted it will be hard to make it mandatory, there are increasing calls for there to be consequences for those who refuse the jab. Hey, how do you like that? <laughs> Although the Prime Minister has said it's going to be very difficult to force people to take the vaccine, there are increasing calls from, you know, experts or what have you, that people should be, and her word was punished. There should be consequences. Pardon me. She said consequences. Consequences. There should be consequences. When... Press one in the chat. Press one in the chat if you've ever been told there will be consequences and have it be a positive thing. Press one in the chat if that's ever happened to you. Press two in the chat if every time you've been told there will be consequences, it's been some kind of threat. Two for threat, one for, hey, thanks for the advice, bro. Cheers. Appreciate your honesty. Which one is you? I just want to snap poll. Jesspool won, my wife once, once. I like, I like that you put once in Because <laughs> if it was like one my wife, it's like, no, one my wife once and only once. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. 
Alright, so it's mostly twos. It's mostly twos. Okay. So people are saying, you know what? Sounds like a bit of a threat. <laughs> if I, you know, I don't want to get too hyperbolic and conspiracy theory on you here, but it sounds like a little bit of a threaty thing to say. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it sounds like a little bit of a threat. <laughs> You know how you always say, like, oh, they fucking treat us like children? You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> this is like the, oh, boy, this is a good one, man. And thank you, Ben, for sending this through. Mandatory. There are increasing calls so much for there better. to be consequences to those, for those who refuse the jab. The government has warned it won't rule out strict measures yeah. for those who do not comply. Do not comply. Uh, by the way, conservative government, Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Hey. Oh, <laughs> Winning underscore TV tipped five dollars. Thank you, Phil. This could be you, sir. This could be me. Let's see. Let's see. Could it be me? <laughs> All right. What's so funny? If it's that Tweety Bird made of X's, I've already seen it. Hank, welcome to Peggy'sFeet.com. Wait a minute. Is that a pornographic website? <laughs> It's not a pornographic website. <laughs> it's a fetish website. It's and a fetish website. Feet. Well, those aren't... God, I love King of the Hill. I love King of the Hill so much. Um, When I was younger, so King of the Hill was like a mid to late 90s thing, right? It was pretty early on. It was one of the first ones. Um, When I was younger, I didn't appreciate King of the Hill as much as I appreciate it now. So it's always been like Simpsons number one for me. And then, like, if we're rating the cartoons, I'll go Simpsons, Family Guy, very close second. Um, this is when I was younger. Simpsons, Family Guy, uh, Futurama, right? And then, like, maybe King of the Hill was, like, four or five. That's not the case anymore. Like, for the last, I don't know, nowadays, when I watch King of the Hill, King of the Hill's my favourite now. And especially when I go back and watch it, because it, so, it was so much more subtle than the other ones. It's such it's such a funny show, and the characters are so funny. Um, so now King of the Hill is my favorite because the Simpson the Simpsons has been fucking terrible. I can quote you offhand, you know, any Simpsons episode within like in the first ten to twelve seasons, and like just rattle off lines with you off the script. No worries, like all off memory. And I'm I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking people like that who grew up on the Simpsons, right? I can do that, but um, nowadays. Yeah, Simpsons has been terrible for over a decade. I haven't watched it. I don't even bother to watch it anymore. Um, but nowadays, King of the Hill is definitely my favourite cartoon. So any King of the Hill reference will always get me hard because I just fucking love it so much. <laughs> it's, it's, a fe it's not a pornographic site, Hank. It's a fetish website. <laughs> it's a fetish website. And those are Peggy's feet. Well, those aren't... No. You've got feet. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's such a funny show because <laughs> it's so low key, man. Yes, we will have fun, Connie, but you know what's not fun? Being ill prepared. <laughs> Mike Judge is a what fucking genius. What the heck genius. is that? Ping pong paddle. Mmm, Peggy's been a bad, bad girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. My God. Oh, don't we all love Hank too? Isn't Hank just fucking... Hank's the real American hero. Homer Simpson is the character to make fun of the idea of there being an average American hero. Hank is the actual American hero. Always has been. All right. Let's go back to our... Th I, I want to get to Toddles soon. I do. But I've, I've just got to show you a little bit more of this clip. We're 23 seconds in. We've been going for 24 minutes since the break. So that's nice. Uh, people say I don't know how to waste fucking time. This I told you I grew up on fucking Letterman. <laughs> I know how to waste fucking time. Don't worry about that. Let's go. It's a hot topic this morning. To discuss it, I'm joined by 7 News political editor Mark Riley and journalist Louise Roberts. Morning to both of you, Mark. Good morning. Do you think the federal government will follow through on these threats? Threats, yeah. And just a reminder, conservative government in power, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Yep. Thank you, Conservatives. Um, by the way, the government currently uh, in office in the United Kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you heard so many crazy stories about people being arrested and stuff because of COVID lockdowns and shit. Uh, conservative government, ladies and gentlemen. Conservative government. Conservative governments. And the previous conservative government that was just in office in the United States, that being the administration of Donald Trump, who welcomed Google... Amazon and Microsoft into the Oval Office gave them a round of applause and said that they are MAGA. They are MAGA now. Google is MAGA. Great. I mean, you got Microsoft, you got Amazon, you got Google, and you got Apple. That looks like MAGA to me. That spells MAGA. Now, it's usually at this point, um, you know, perhaps more dim-witted members of the audience start to assume that that means that I like the Democrats more, which, you know, is more fool you because you'd have, you'd have to be a fucking idiot to believe that. You really would. Plain and simple, just a straight out, straight out fucking idiot, you know? Um. <laughs> but that might be you. I'm not going to assume. I'm not going to assume your gender. So, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. All right, let's carry on. Uh, good morning, Nat. Good morning, Louise. I think it probably will. I mean, Scott Morrison yesterday in a couple of interviews said, don't forget I'm the Minister of No Jab, No Play, and that <laughs> re requirement was brought in by a yeah. lot of the... Yeah, so there was a, the, the current Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, He when he was Health Minister, I suspect, he came up with this policy, No Jab, No Play, which meant if your children weren't vaccinated, then they couldn't have the same access to, like, playground and, you know, the, the things that the other little children engage in. That was his idea. And I kind of, I didn't like that idea very much. I still don't like that idea very much. Even I voted for him. I voted for that party uh, in the previous Australian election. I did. But then I also live in a seat that's never been held by the party who won. I live in a seat that's been uh, a left-wing seat for the entirety of the time that it's existed. It's never been held by Conservatives. <laughs> so, you know... It really, at the end of the day, I'm I'm kind of pissing into the wind here where I live when it comes to vote. But then at the same time, I can also openly criticise uh, the party I voted for because, you know, just because they're better on some things than other things than the other team doesn't mean that they're fucking good. We need to get out of this mindset of thinking our guy's good and their, and their guy's bad. No, no, they're all bad. And what we need to begin at, they're all bad... And you can pick the less bad, that's fine, but it should go deeper than that. It, it should be anybody who can be held accountable. That's really what we need to get to. 
because right now nobody cares and that's the problem apathy is going to kill us more than anything else more than racism more than what have you and i don't know how to i don't know how to get to people to care they probably never will and that's kind of what makes it so funny we'll be laughing and tickling each other when we're in the when we're in the canoe going over the waterfall and to, to crash onto the rocks beneath. We'll be giggling and laughing the whole way, I guess. And maybe that's the best we can hope for. So let's have a look here at the political reporter talking about the new um, punishments and consequences that should take place when people uh, decide that they don't want to have a vaccine. I love the use of the word here, refuse vaccine. As somebody put this comment in the chat, and I think there's a very good comment, People who don't want the vaccine aren't refusing it. You don't say to a, a, a person is refusing to take antidepressants or refusing to get married. You can decline without refusing. You decide what's best for you. Refuse is a manipulative term loaded with unfair moral pressure. That is like, that's, that's a succinct thought there that's 100% on the money. 100% on the money. And that, that's encouraging when I see people say shit like that. I'm like, yes, good. Fuck yeah, I'll give that a little like. <laughs> give it a little like in the comments section. States um, in, uh, in childcare centres and, uh, and in schools. So uh, there, there are things the government can do legally. There's a collision here between the rights of the individual yeah. and the rights of the community. But the the, I'm sorry, the rights of the community. <laughs> look out, look out. No, 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 no. Listen to me, you overpaid fucking hack. You pretend celebrity. Individual rights are community rights. They're not separate fucking things, you dickhead. Fucking be careful. This is the kind of shit that we've been talking about for a long fucking time. No, 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 no. It's not individual rights versus community rights. No, no, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Because it doesn't become, oh, these individuals versus the group, right? Versus the the ethnicity or the age or the gender. It's not that way. It doesn't work that way. No, 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 no. Individual rights are their rights. They're my rights. They're their rights. They're all of our rights. That's the way. There's not two different kinds. You need to fucking... And these people think they're smart. They think they're smart and they are you know, so philosophically fucking inept. They're so philosophically limp-dicked that they do not understand this fucking minefield that they wander into whilst boasting about how fucking moral they are. It's it's frightening. It's disgusting. It's absurd. It really is. Oh, individual rights versus community rights. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Have you never... Have you... Have, did you just, did you fucking arrive yesterday? Hello, you know, McFly. Hello in there, McFly. You know, holy shit, man. Community rights. No, no, no. Communities are made up of individuals, you dick. You fuck. A, a single person is the smallest minority. Let's carry on. Law, the law has um, deferred 
in the in favour of the community in some celebrated cases. Celebrated. So the government can do something. Maybe you know, no jab, celebrated. no job keeper, no jab, no job seeker. Would, no jab, no job seeker. That work. Oh. Who knows? But look, the bigger problem here, though, Nat, is a, a question of moral and intellectual equivalence. This is what the anti-vaxxers okay. want. Oh. They want a debate where their Fruit Loop ideas are given the same elevation as um, as science, and we shouldn't give them that. Minister Fun with the diamond. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Fun. No community rights without individual rights. Correct. Correct. 100%. Do you want to hear this? Do you want to hear this bit again? I think you should probably hear this bit again. Because this is this is where it goes from, you know, just just absurd to uh, offensively absurd. To, to the kind of absurd where you, you have to say something because you're like, I'm sorry, I can't fucking let you get away with this. <laughs> I, can't, I can't let you just wander through with that kind of, uh, you know, intellectual fucking dishonesty. No, absolutely not. Have a listen to this. Where their Fruit Loop ideas... Hang on, uh, get- got to go back, got to go back a little more. You got to get the full scope of this retort. ...equivalence, this is... Okay. Because he boasts about intellectual and moral equivalence, which is a good point, but uh, then he completely misunderstands what that fucking argument means. Job seeker. Would that work? Who knows? But look, the bigger problem here, though, Nat, is a a question of moral and intellectual equivalence. This is what the anti-vaxxers want. They want a debate where their Fruit Loop ideas are given the same... (laughs) I mean... I mean, this is how dumb, this is how dumb this man is. This is how stupid this man is. Sorry, you're going to have, you're going to have to get the full treatment because you say such stupid things. Um, This, this, the moral equivalence, right? So he's bemoaning the fact that this argument's going to descend into some kind of pissing contest over moral equivalence. He then proceeds to call his perceived opponents in this battle of moral equivalence. Uh, people with Fruit Loop ideas who who have no right to be, um, you know, even discussed in an intellectual fashion. And he's like, well, you know, this is what the anti-vaxxers want. They want a discussion of moral equivalence. What? That's why they're immoral Fruit Loop fucking Looney Tunes ideas, idiot ideas need to be flushed down the toilet with my Vindaloo turds, you know? <laughs> well done, mate. Well done, mate. <laughs> But people will lap it up. People like, oh, oh, yes, he's talking sense. He speaks truth to power. I'm here, though, Nat, is a, a question of moral and intellectual equivalence. This is what the anti-vaxxers want. Yes. They want a debate where their Fruit Loop ideas are <laughs> given the same elevation as, um, as science. <laughs> yes. 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 Their Fruit Loop ideas... Yeah, so because you see, I have the, I have so many Fruit Loops ideas. Uh, I love Fruit Loops, by the way, great cereal. But I have some I have some Fruit Loop ideas. Like, he, he, hear me out though, right? What do you tell me? What you think about some of my Fruit Loop ideas? So my Fruit Loop idea number one is, um, okay, I'm yet to hear a compelling argument as to why a vaccine that's been in development for 18 months is more fail safe than the previously most accelerated vaccine rollout, which was four years. 
Uh, I'm yet to see a reason why, you know, this is even better. Yeah. So uh, compelling. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. That's Fruit Loop idea number one, right? What a Fruit Loop. What a crazy person. What a crazy person I must be. Uh, I'm not anti-vax. I'm definitely not anti-vax, but I am anti not giving people a choice. I'm anti that. Definitely. Over, over almost just about anything. I'm anti people giving, not giving people a choice. So, you know, I guess that's another Fruit Loop idea to believe that uh, we're in dangerous territory when the government can decide of a regular, healthy, normal person by any standard that you can imagine. Uh, when the government can decide that uh, they will they will choose what toxins they inject into you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> This this crazy right-wing extremist idea I have that maybe we shouldn't just kind of rush into that kind of arrangement. Maybe it's worth, uh, well, let's see. Let's <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't just sign this deal. What's the deal? If we do it, then we get to get our freedom back. We get a freedom passport. I don't know if I like the terms. I really don't know if I like this deal. Maybe we should talk about it a little more. Shut up, you bigot. <laughs> Shut up, you science denier. You conspiracy theorist, you're against the science, you conspiracy theorist. <laughs> One more time. ...where their Fruit Loop ideas are given the same elevation yeah, as, yeah. Um, Good for as you. science, and we shouldn't give them that. Yeah. Uh, they be yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm going to have to go ahead and get you to come in on Sunday. Uh, you know, we're a little bit behind. We've got a lot of work to catch up on. Uh, we're bringing some people in. Okay. Thanks, Peter. I watched Office Space the other day again, like for the first time in maybe a couple of years, and it was just as good as it always was. One of the best, one of the greatest movies ever made, Office Space. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to the cream to... The cream of the crop, the piece de resistance, ladies and gentlemen. Have a look at this. Now I've got I've got a bunch of clips and a, a playlist here, I think, or a channel. Uh, if Kitty B is Kitty B in the chat, she's probably not in the chat. Because um, I'd like to know which is the best, which one. Where should we start here? Uh, we're now going to just do a quick little cap, a little review of Toddles to set you in on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, leading you in to the rest of your weekend. Where should we start? So I don't know what's, what any of these videos are. Uh, I, I haven't seen any of them. They are, of course, all featuring Toddles shirtless, which is a start. <laughs> Toddles is very strong on the anti-shirt presentation of his streams, generally speaking. And in a nice, thick, a good snail trail is always an indication of raging testosterone. So uh, this is why we cover, cover Toddles here, because he's very good at what he does. All right, let's let's start with this top one here. Hot pickle, old English beer. Let's have a look. I'm actually I'm actually in the process. I'm in the process of chugging forty six ounces of beer right now. So. Nice. <laughs> this could go anywhere. I'm excited for the future of this video. <laughs> I'm, oh God, I wonder. He's in the process of it. But see, has he had one can or 20? You know, right? Because you know, if, if I have 20 cans out of 24 cans of beer, 
I can say, I'm in the process of finishing this case a bit. But if I have one can out of 24, I can also say, I'm in the process of finishing it. You see what I mean? So it's very deceptive. We don't really know. It's a mystery. Carrier monkey, it's a process. It is, is it indeed a process? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's not easy. Someone, it's not so simple. Oh, nice. Little, little, little sweaty titty air shape. She's got that little sweaty little titty, titty meat under <laughs> JJ Stoner titty meat. Got the got that little hairy section underneath the titties and just air them out a little bit. <laughs> try to try to get rid of some of that moisture. Can you imagine the stink in this man's fucking room? <laughs> Can you just imagine it? That, isn't that just so positive and fucking nice? I love that little bit of music. Uh, all right, let's carry on with Toddles, the other side of positive and nice. Brainy or Mr. Rainer could have done a clip. <laughs> chug it. Chug it, bro. Get it down. He does, he does fucking chug. I'm not a chugger. I've never been a chugger. I can't chug. I can't. I'm, I'm not even very good at doing shots. I'm not. But I, I will, I will out drink just about anybody, and I'm confident of saying so. I've, I've drunk many, 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 many people under the fucking table. I, I, I can't drink like super. I can't chug and I can't do shots and stuff. But I will drink more than you, like on a per hour basis, handily so, and I'll walk out of the fucking joint. I am that confident of saying so. Been a long time, a long time abuser of alcohol. So I know my way around it. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I can I can chug beer all night and not get drunk. I'm telling I'm telling you the truth. I'm just I'm just laying it out there for you. So one day I'll do one of these drinking streams. I will outlast the fucking audience. I'm not joking. Oh liquor. Ugh. But now, now that I look at what he's actually drinking, I reckon I would have one and say, oh, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for me. Thank you very much. That looks fucking terrible. <laughs> now, I should, I should point out that, you know, there's got to be rules for the competition. It's got to be a beer I like and stuff. Oh, what is this? Old English 800 malt liquor. It fucking looks terrible. It looks fucking gross. Um, <laughs> it, it, it even looks bad from the can. You know what I mean? If you're a seasoned purchaser of alcohol, you can tell by looking at a label. You can tell by looking at a can. You can tell by looking at a wine label, right? You you know if you're going to get something, it's going to be okay. Like, I can look at a, a bunch of different beer labels, and I'll tell you the one that's probably going to be the best, just by the way they present their shit. You know what I mean? This here... 
This is designed to be drunk warm in the car park of a fucking dockyard. You know, (laughs) this is is designed to be pulled out of the trunk of somebody's car when they're on morning tea at nine o'clock in the morning on a rainy fucking job site in the backwoods of fucking New Jersey state somewhere. You know what I mean? This is a filthy beer. This is a fucking, this is a cat's piss beer in a can. It looks at, I guarantee you it tastes it. It's probably fucking awful. (laughs) A rice man. The rice man, uh, it's been around forever. Again, all the old beers are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Foggy in the chat. Extra dry isn't beer books. That's fucking so funny you say that. Because I've just finished a carton of Furphy. Have you, you probably haven't had Furphy because I don't, you haven't been here in the last, have you been here in the last four or five years? Because there's a, a, a beer that kind of took off and is going really well from Geelong in Victoria called Furphy. It's really nice. It's it's less VB, it's VB-ish, but not not as far as VB because I don't like VB. So it's it's on the way to VB, but much nicer. So, um, you know, they've been doing well. So I just finished a carton of Furphy and I'm drinking the last one now. I'm halfway through it. And then the beer I've got in reserve, the only one that I could find at the bottle shop when I went earlier this morning was extra dry. So there you go. Foggy's like, no extra dry beer. beer uh, extra dry isn't beer, Boogs. Well, that's the beer I've got next. <laughs> only another Aussie would get it. Foggy, you're a fucking genius. I guess Todd really liked it too. <laughs> he did. He was not enjoying that at all. Oh, <coughs> oh Toddles, what are you doing to me, mate? Look at this. <laughs> Look at this reaction after he tastes this fucking beer. <laughs> Chugging 46 ounces of beer right now, so it's not easy. Someone, it's not so simple, but Rainier or Mr. Rainier could have done it quick. It was like the hero call sign after you knock someone out in a comic book. Malt liquor. <laughs> oh, mate. My, my chest is hurting. 
<laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually in the process. I'm in the process of chugging 46 ounces of beer right now, so it's not easy. Someone, it's not, it's not so simple. Yeah, but Rainier, Mister Rainier, could have done what's it. What's this here at the top of the fucking screen where his head is? What's he blocking his camera with? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he's just got like the top bit of his head cut off in this whole video. I don't understand. <laughs> what is he doing? What's on there? It, it kind of looks like it could be the waistband of a pair of jocks. You know what I mean? Which is horrific beyond my worst nightmares. I don't know about you. But it, it, it looks material like in nature because you can see the little imperfections on the ridge there <laughs> just with the Christmas lights hanging behind <laughs> carry on all right let's let's give him a chance come on one more time I'm actually I'm actually in the process I'm in the process of chugging 46 ounces of beer right now yes so it's not easy in the process. Someone, it's not so simple not so but simple. Rainier Mr. Rainier could have done it quick <laughs> oh, liquor. <laughs> Tell us how good it was, Todd. How good was it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, come on. Come on, we gotta let the video go. Come on. Fuck, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh. <laughs> we still we still can't get any words out of him. Oh, look at the sweat. Oh. You let me entertain you. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I'm going <sighs> to... I'm going to clog my nose up. doesn't get much worse, does it? It doesn't get much fucking worse than this. <laughs> you know, like, like I said earlier, I feel guilty that I, I feel bad because my voice doesn't sound very good. So I don't think it's fun to listen to. You know, if, if I wouldn't think it was fun to listen to because it doesn't sound very good. And so here I am like, oh, should I really do a show? Should I not? You know, selfishly, I did one. Because I just wanted to have fun and play some clips and stuff with you. Um, but I probably shouldn't have because it sounds fucking awful. And so this is what I think. And, and I'm watching. I'm now on this show where I'm feeling guilty about the way my voice sounds. I'm watching clips of a guy who's shirtless exposing his titty sweat. 
drinking what can only be best described as cat piss in a can, belching and then like groaning like it's fucking tearing his insides apart as though he would just consumed acid or something. And and now he's just fucking blowing his filthy fucking snotty rotten nose into his into a fucking dress shirt that he just pulled from somewhere. <laughs> like right. So in moments like this, I feel like I've really got to stop overthinking this. <laughs> really got to stop putting any effort in. Just just talk. Just do whatever. I'm not getting my fucking shirt off on stream ever. That'll never happen. <coughs> Clock my nose up. Well, my my chest. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It was one of those blows where you get dizzy. I love those blows, man. You know when you blow so hard that you get dizzy afterwards and the kind of room spins around a little bit? And you're like, oh, man. I love those blows. Every time I blow that hard, I just it always makes me smile afterwards. You almost need a cigarette to get you over the feeling, you know? So I know exactly what he's going through. <laughs> just a nice clear out of the pipes. Just a nice big blow. You know, there's other places you can blow, not just a t-shirt, but you know, there's other places you can get it out. Wake up, honey, I made you breakfast. It's full screen this. Let's go to the zoo and feed the monkeys. I can lend them your baseball cap. Growing up is just a trap. Don't it seem like a trap? Like putting all of your joy in a big brown bag. I won't listen to any of that jazz. No, I'll never grow up. Growing up is just a big fat trap. Uh, I'm trying to chug chug quick, but someone said my boobs or my chest hang over my <laughs> stomach. I can't help it. I mean, I'm an old fart. You know? I'm an old hag. Pickle. Hot mm, pickles. Now seems day. like a great time for a hot pickle. Cold Since you've emptied hole. your nose out. You should both you're supposed to take the hot pickle first, mate.
I'm sorry. I normally provide a bit of commentary. I've normally, I've got so much more to say about Toddles, but today, for some reason, I just feel like best let him speak for himself. <laughs> Toddles, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he might be running in the 2024 election. I'm not sure. Hopefully he does. I think the world needs him. Uh, we need that release. And don't forget, they're a good breed. Of course, I'm talking about black people. Toddles 2024, ladies and gentlemen. With that, that brings us to the end. Uh, I fucking made my way through it, man. Two hours. <laughs> but now I'm going to go and not talk for the rest of the day. So thank you for joining us. I appreciate your patience. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive and on Streamlabs. Don't forget to follow our friends. Winning TV is going to be on live tomorrow night, Saturday night. Iceman, the Rice Man. Toddles 2024, the Rice Man with the Diamond. Thank you so much, sir. Follow Iceman too. Uh, Iceman4433, our friend Rusty. Thank you so much. Uh, winning TV tomorrow night. Later, to, I think in a couple of minutes, you might have everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh. He might be on. Uh, he'll be abusing people. I don't know. He'll be doing things. He'll be doing things. He'll be doing a show. So go and check out the show. I'll probably be in there. I'll probably be in that chat room because I'm going to go and make some lunch uh, after I finish up here. So I'll probably be listening to Mersh. So if you want to catch me, uh, I'll probably be watching in YouTube though. So YouTube, Nightwave, whatever. Uh, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, of course. Don't forget, uh, got the Kimmy Show. One day we're going to have the Kimmy Show again. Goddamn Kimmy Show. Uh, JJ Stoner, Royce Lopez. Uh, who else? Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, ladies and gentlemen. And anyone else I may have forgotten. Uh, quick note for, for the OG boogers. Uh, I spoke to Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. Uh, the Beard of Truth is not long from doing podcasts again. So when The Beard of Truth is coming back, and I would urge you, if you know The Beard of Truth, to get in touch with him and say, bro, come back, do some more podcasts, because I love his shit. I love his shit. So uh, when Mr. America comes back, we'll get Mr. America back on the show. And also Chris, uh, our Aussie mate Chris, who always finds the most obscure articles, he's doing a podcast now. So I'm hopeful of getting him on the show in the near future as well. Uh, he's the host of a podcast called Talking Words, which is fun. It's a good show, so uh, we'll get him on as well in the near future. But anyway, I've digressed far too often and far too on far too many things. So thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Twitter at boogiebumper. And until next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.